Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord. understanding reasons why we have to thank God because God is great and we need to be praised because he's righteous because his name is to be praised from the rising of the sun to the setting because he's good and his mercy endured forever and we understood the last time because he's our strength and shield um, as a result we are helped so because our strength and our shield we are helped we've been able to look at you know strength Psalm 28 verse 7 the Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusted in him, and I'm helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth. With my song will I praise him. Psalm 28, verse 7. So, um, we've been able to look at strength to a large extent, and um, um, we, we keep we keep looking in um, this direction today. And I will trust God for greater insight into the word of God as we keep looking into the word of god psalm 28 verse 7 yeah all right and now we understood from the hebrew word for um strength that it meant might it meant strength we've looked at might we've looked at um um, um strength um basically might and strength are kind of speaking about the same thing as what jose and uh, we also looked at material or physical strength. So we understood that God does not only just is not just only our strength on the based on the mighty not the word of God, it's also our material and physical strength. And we understood that God reveals his glory through material and physical ways. Are we together? And that's the reason why the devil keeps fighting the church every time the church begins to reveal the glory of God through material measures amen to Jesus and God wants us to reveal his glory through material ways the vehicle through which the glory of God will reveal to men is going to be physical it's going to be material also praise the Lord forevermore and the mountain of the Lord has to be exalted above every mountain as a result of both the word of God in us and material and physical things that they will see Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, now the the next um, word that explains Jose is personal or social or political strength. I like this very well because when I see, I, I remember I was looking at um, something online and somebody was saying that the church of God in Nigeria sinned against God because they are bringing politics to the altar of the Lord. And I laughed and I said, when ignorance is at its peak of operation, the devil is excited um, because we've over the years believed that politics does not belong to the church and the church does not belong to politics. And so politics is dirty, so let's stay out of it. And the devil has been happy for the years who have been that ignorant because he has been able to maneuver the operations of politics to his own taste. We must understand something that the devil is the god of this world, is the god of the systems. Are you get what I'm saying? And we have different systems. The different systems are what people call the different mountains. Educational system, the political system, the um, 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 financial system, 
and release rules on amen to jesus the entertainment um, system you know if you go into all these systems you discover that the devil has seriously taken hold of them are you get what i'm saying and we give excuses for the fact that the devil is the god of this world you know and um the, the, the word word there means um is, is one of the great words for the word is for word there is ion which means age amen is the god of the age are you get what i'm saying and um uh, it also means systems another great word for it means systems are you get what i'm saying so the devil is the god of the system are you get what i'm saying and so we have been able to allow him play god over the system while we sit and look and we give reasons why he's to keep playing god because we say after what the bible calls him the god of this world but we must understand something that the bible goes for that to say the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof the whole world and they that do not therein this is where everything gives the checker and give the, the checkmate number one the earth is the lord what does that explain to us if there is no earth there can be no world i get what i'm saying if there is no earth the devil cannot play god as a tenant <laughs> you get what i'm saying no matter a tenant is the basic tenant he cannot form owner of the house except he's sweeping the compound and using the broom to sweep away the the, the brain of the owner are you get what i'm saying but so long as you're a tenant you have your boundaries are you get what i'm saying the landlord keeps you on check. If you are a tenant and you go and do what was not in the agreement in terms of modification and every of that, the tenant wakes up and starts giving you a bit notice. You have to start going to court. And if you go to court, it becomes a technical issue because one of the challenge, one of the points that the, the, the landlord's um, lawyer will put is in the agreement, did, were you given permission to do such modification? That's what he was telling you. If you say, um, yeah, no, he said, if you are not giving permission, why did you do it? They say, according to the agreement, you are, if you want to do any sort of modifications in the building, it must be based on a mutual agreement between you and the landlord. So it must be rightly stated out, the, the agreement must be stated out, and the amount spent must be stated out, and then on that grounds, you can be, your, your money you spent will be prorated and rent for you. But if you did not make an agreement, to that effect, there was no mutual agreement, your plan was not in the know about it, and you went ahead to invest such kind of a money into the house. You were actually trying to take over the property. You see, the, the way the lawyer will be behaving, I see this landlord that is suffering at the end of the day. You are trying to take over the property of the landlord. And that is, that is, in the face of start speaking grammar to scatter, at the end of the day, you don't have anything to, to hold on to, and you, your money goes down the drain. Are we together? Praise God. Why? Because no matter how a tenant has money, he remains a tenant. No matter how a te- somebody said you have a you have a land rover and you have a land cruiser, you still have a landlord. When I, when people used to say that in that time, I used to I used to support them, but I I was saying it based on the level of understanding that I have them. But now that I know better, I understand better. One day I was with an agent trying to get a house. And the agent told me, ah, this there's a house here, it was in Portacourt. Transamadi, it's a family millionaire. <laughs> Look at me now. I'm a young um, married man. I'm trying to get a house that we can talk about it. He said, I'm telling you, different ones of millions, millions. And I said, okay, let me ask you a question. Um, this house you're telling me, do people really rent these houses? Because, uh, why would somebody be paying that kind of money for rent? For me, it was irrational, it was financially stupid. I always had financial explanation for everything. And he told me something that I never heard in my life and I understood finally. He said, 
some of the people that rent these houses, they have properties scattered around. They are wealthy people, they have properties scattered in different locations. And they said, some of their properties are in Rumukuta, many of the places that, you know, they, they are raising heavy rent from there. And they said, but they want to stay in a prime location, like Transamuki. So, so what they do is, they gather rent from like three properties, and they use it to pay for rent in Transamadi as case not close because that Transamadi location is where they, their business will thrive, where they can be comfortable to live their life. As case not close, and I was quiet for a while, and I knew that I did not know it all financially. But despite the fact that he is a landlord collecting rents from tenants to pay a landlord, he still remains a what? Tenant. So he can have a land cruiser and a land rover, but he still wants a tenant. He still has a landlord. If with his land cruiser and land rover and all the rent is collecting, he wants to come and play landlord over his landlord, the landlord will show him who is landlord. So we must understand something that without the earth, there can be no what? Systems. So the systems are tenants of the earth. So the earth is the Lord. The Lord is the landlord of the earth, the owner of the earth. The systems are tenants on the earth. So the devil is a tenant. But you know the devil thing, the landlords themselves are allowing tenants to override them. One that the Bible says in Ecclesiastes is that evil have seen. Slaves are riding on horses, and princes are what? Trekking. We have allowed the devil and his agents play landlord over us, whereas we are the landlords. They are for tenants. Are you get what I'm saying? Without the earth, there will be no systems. So the actual fact is that the landlord has the has the you know the right to send a quick notice to the tenant and if he's a problematic landlord, if the tenant goes to court, after all the long procedures of getting him out of um, in court, at the end of the day, he will secret the tenant out. Are you getting what I'm saying? He secret him out. It, it may take one year of procedure, but at the end of the day, he will quit him out. And if the tenant is attached to that thing, you know, there's some wicked landlords, and when they say that you have a business in the environment and you are booming, what do they do? That's when they come and quit, quit you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so, no matter how it is, no matter how rich a tenant becomes, the landlord still remains the owner of the land, of the property. Are you get what I'm saying? He remains the owner of the property. And this thing we need to understand that the earth is the Lord. The systems are tenants of the earth. Are you get what I'm saying? And so long as the systems are tenants, the one who is playing God over the system is also a tenant on the earth. So we, the, the, the owner of the earth is the one to determine how the tenant stays in his house. He says one year, I want you to say, you stay one year. If it's two years, it's two years. If it's five years, it's five years. And then he can also, to an extent, determine his operations. Are you get what I'm saying? At least, to an extent, determine his operations. When you see terrible landlord, even for you to bring friends to your house is a problem. But you are the, you are you are you are paying you know, even to bring friends to your house is problem. Even to cook food in your house is problem. <laughs> it reminds me of somebody was telling me he said he had a friend when we were living um, in um, a particular location and he said the landlords in that place are terrible. And he said his friend had not paid rent, he was only the landlord rent. And he said, 
when the friend is cooking food, the landlord will come and say, Hey, so you don't, they say you don't have money to pay rent, but you are cooking food. And then you say, Ah, what is the problem? So because I don't have money to pay rent, I cannot eat again. Say you don't have money to pay rent, and you are cooking food. You are cooking. See the fine food you are cooking. See the good food you are cooking. And so say, Okay, those kind of landlords, they, know they pay them rent, and other people come up again. But bring up another issue. Why just because you are landlord? And if you are attached to the place, you will just be at the mercy of his taunting and troubling. You know, one did me and somebody somebody told me, So guy, you leave that place. <laughs> they just understood that it was landlord taunting and troubling. So guy, you leave that place. Alright. So uh, you know some of the times if you've not been there, you don't understand. Some landlord just feel that being a landlord is the end of life. They just feel that they're telling me that that's the end. I told somebody, I said, what is it, is it a landlord and somebody who is buying and selling the market? I said, as a landlord, you are buying and selling, you are selling a service called accommodation. The one in the, a product and a service called accommodation. The one in the market is buying and selling biscuit or whatever. Both of you are traders. So the trader in the market is the one that says, Oga come, Oga come. He's one even beg you to come. And he want to treat you well. I get what I'm saying. Because he knows that he needs you to survive to continue business and it's amazing now you know even <laughs> those that are meant to also be doing the same thing will believe that are common i don't need you to survive and they and that somebody told me said but you are using their money to survive and you see treat them badly you get what i'm saying so just a little understanding of how landlords could feel like god and if that is the mindset of a lot of landlords Tenants are always at the mercy of landlords. It makes us understand that the devil is at the mercy of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? The earth is the Lord. He's the landlord. The devil, who is the tenant, who is the God of the systems, is at the mercy of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when we talk about that, we also mean the agents. The, 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 the children of God are the owners of the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say about, you know, we are pilgrims in this world. And I agree with you, we are pilgrims in this world. But if the earth is a lot and the fullness thereof, as long as I'm a child of God, why I'm doing my pilgrimage, I'm to manifest God in the fullness of it. And everything that God owns, I'm also to own it. So that means why I'm on pilgrimage and we still own the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a satanic delusion to make you believe that you are a pilgrimage, so just walk through like that and don't manifest anything at all. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't manifest God in any way. Part of the ways you manifest God is to own the earth. Why? Because you are his child. The earth is the Lord. That means says, and the fullness thereof. The whole world and they that dwell therein. Now we'll come and now see also the whole world. Are you getting what I'm saying? The whole world. So even the world that the devil is called the God over, it still belongs to the Lord. So what does that mean? Even what the devil is claiming ownership over is still God's property. So that means at the end of the day, the devil is a tenant that has nothing. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Now let me look at it this way. When you okay, when you do a furnished apartment. Hmm? The tenant comes in with his clothes only. Is that also? Just in his clothes. Now, the earth is a furnished apartment that belongs to God. Now, the furnished apartment belongs to the landlord. 
you just come in your clothes. The earth is the foolish apartment that belongs to God. So what does that mean? God owns the earth. He owns the property of the earth. Are you get what I'm saying? The whole world and they that were there. And now, by right, in a furnished apartment, the tenant is come with his clothes. In this situation, even clothes, eh? even clothes, God put it in the apartment too. So, the devil does not even have anything. He doesn't have anything. I get what I'm saying. But now, the delusion that Christians have had over the years is that the devil has systems. And he's happy when we are deluded. So what does he do? He keeps taking over the systems. Now, they've tried seriously to make sure that Christians don't get involved in political situations. But let me help us understand something. That politics was not created by the devil. Politics is governance. That's what it is. It's governance. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm saying on this politics area because um, I don't know why the Lord wants us to stay here. Because it's part of the the strength that God has. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're looking at personal, social, or political strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're going to be looking at social and political. But we're saying of um, social and personal. Are you getting me? But now we're looking at political. So if political strength is part of the strength of God, it means that politics belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness, the fullness means everything. The whole world, which includes politics, and then they that were, even the people belong to God. So now that's why I said this is a furnished apartment that even the tenant could not even come with his clothes. He only came with himself. I know you know how terrible this one is. Even God created the tenant. Even God created them. So the devil himself does not even, he cannot even create himself. So it's just an emptiness for the devil. But in this magnitude of emptiness, Christians have believed that political strength belongs to the devil. Because they have sold this lie to us. And we have over the years believed it. And you see, you see, a lot of Christians seed their own, they seed their ownership. They seed their possession even to the seeds of the, to the children of the devil. They seed it to them. How can you imagine that you are in a, you are in a political um, party where the devil is the kingpin and you claim to be born again and you are sitting down there? There is something wrong with you, sir. You are a, you are you are a prince that is threatened. You are a prince that is threatened. Because that power does not belong to the devil, it belongs to the Lord. That's the all power belongs to God. Political power belongs to God. The Bible says, in the foundation of the soul, what can the righteous do? When we looked at that scripture over the years, we used to look at family foundations. And we begin to say, in the foundation of the soul, what the righteous do? We begin to play games, family foundation, foundational causes, foundational authors, and all the list goes on. But you see, when you go to the original translation, it doesn't just state, in the foundation of the soul. It says, if there be no law and order. The foundation there speaks about the basic principles that are upholding nation which are what justice and equity law and order and david was saying if there be no law and order if there be no basis, basis that uphold the nation what shall the righteous do because saul had created a a, a country a nation that was that was lawless and disorderly there were no basis and there were no pillars upholding the nation and david was lamenting if this nation destroyed what shall the righteous do now christians don't understand the base of that um, that um, Verse of scripture. So all we do is to go and pray foundational prayers, family foundation prayers, and family causes. We ask what the issue in ground there is not family foundational issue. It's not. It's not family causes. It's about the foundations of our nations. There's no law. There's no order. People can can, can take the law into their hands and nobody questions them. People can 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 
can can be cynical in their actions. Nobody questions them. Keep people can 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 can, can make threat statements. Nobody questions them. People can just keep people and nobody questions them. People can do and undo and nobody questions them. Come on, there's something wrong. If it is wrong, it is because the church has allowed it to be wrong. I get what I'm saying. Because we believe that our only strength is to pray in tongues and to buy Nakas levels while the political sector remains messed up. And they say politics is dirty. Who made it dirty? Is it not men that made it dirty? If men made it dirty, men can put along inside of the water and purify the water. One of the strength that God is to us is political strength. God is our political strength. So until we realize that God is our political strength, I tell you, we'll sit there and see the devil run the world the way he's running it. say these are signs of the end times. I agree with you, they are signs of the end times. But the church is to emerge in this end times. The mountain of the Lord shall be expanded above every mountain and many shall troop into it. One of the signs of the end times is the emergence of the glorious church. And one of the emergence of the glorious church is that the glorious church will exert the power of God right here on it. And exact the power of God right here on it is not praying in tongues. We have limited the power of God to praying in tongues and falling under the anointing. That's all we have limited it to. You know what annoys me the most? We come and give testimonies of miracle job, miracle houses. And now I ask the question, we thought the miracle job and miracle houses. How come the devil is still determining how we use our miracle jobs and how we use our miracle houses and how we use our miracle finances? Why? Why should that be so? Because we have limited the power of God to come into the church building. And after the church building, there is no power again. Christians don't go into politics. So it's a dangerous environment. It's a dirty environment. Made it dirty. First question: Who created it? God created it. The Bible says in the book of uh, Romans, I think it's chapter uh, Romans chapter uh, when it says, "All um, uh, uh, authority that has been placed over us has been placed over us by God." Are you get what I'm saying? Every leadership, every government that has been placed over us by God. It means that God knows the place of what authority, and He says we should obey authority. Because God created authority, God created leadership, God created political power, He created education, He created every of these things. And you get what I'm saying? He created the systems and put men in the systems to run them. Now, if God was not the creator of these systems, are you get what I'm saying? If God had no hand in these systems, they would have not existed at all. They would have never existed. They would have never existed. When we talk about philosophy and logic, many people think of Aristotle and Plato. But Aristotle and Plato were basically the later product of Lord Solomon. Well, go to Plato, as you see logical reasoning, you see philosophy. Even when you talk about science, go to the book of Job. Job was a scientist, he talked about Milky Way. And you get what I'm saying? He talked about education, they talked about educational stuff. And you get what I'm saying? These systems were put in the heart of men by God. He created them and put them in the heart of men by God. When God created Adam and, and, he, and he, what he said, he brought him to name to name the he brought the animals, created the animals and brought, it, to, brought them to him to name. And so whatsoever name he named, that's the name that he brought. Now in other words, God had put the names of the animals in the in the in the heart of Adam, and then he wanted Adam to release the names he has put in him. Are you get what I'm saying? These systems were put by God in the heart of men, and men released the systems. Are you get what I'm saying? They were created by God for, for, for there to be law and order in societies. For society, now we must understand something that like, always make us understand that God created Adam and told Adam to be fruitful 
multiply intelligence, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every moving and movement upon the face of the air. The purpose of dominion was for of um, dominion was for Adam to make earth heaven. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so everything Adam would have needed to make it like heaven was put inside of him. That includes systems, it includes structures. Now, the same thing we must understand that it transcended through Adam to, to humanity. Systems and structures were God's dominion power put in place to make the earth look like what? Heaven. So, the thing is, if the earth is not looking like heaven, it means that man is sabotaging the creation of God called politics. Politics simply means influence. Are you get what I'm saying? Influence. Influence. Are you get what I'm saying? And it's all about leadership. So when the system of leadership has been messed up, is because the people who God gave it to ceded it to somebody else. They say, let me tell you what to the same way Adam ceded his dominion to the devil in the Garden of Eden. Children of God have ceded political power. To what the children of darkness and they're comfortable with it and i say we don't want to stay in our hands because it's a dirty thing but let me tell you something <laughs> if you choose not to stay in your hands because it's a dirty thing the dirty people that are running it we won't wait that make you stay in your hands there will no way that make you stay in your hands because look at look at look at society today look at society today look at society you put up you put up bills, you put up expenses that are so unbearable for people that people have to find a way to survive. Are you know They have to find a way to survive. And many Christians have had to have had to negotiate to the devil. And I'm talking about people in, in leadership position. They have found a way to negotiate to the devil just to survive. Well, let me ask you a question. If from if were not ceded to the devil and his agents. We have to start negotiating with the devil. I get what I'm saying. So when the Bible says the Lord is my strength, it means the Lord is my political power. And you get what I'm saying? Political power. And the Lord being our political power means that the Lord gives us leadership influence. He gives us political influence. Now, what this makes us understand is that the church has to come to that point of political influence. And that's what the devil is fighting. Because they are seeing massive building structures by denominations. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are seeing the, the church having a voice. They are seeing the church having a voice. They are seeing Christian leaders being if they, if they stand and they talk like this. Everybody in the, in the congregation follows. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are seeing followership in the church. Followership, seriously. Followership in the church. And so the devil is planting different pawns everywhere to do what? To destabilize and spoil followership. But let me tell you something. The Lord is our strength. Means that the Lord is our political power. If there's any way political power is to be exalted, is to be shown, is in the presence of God. Uh-huh. Is on the altar. Then we say the church has seen by bringing politics to the church. I say, where are we meant to bring? What is where is politics meant to be? Look, you say you brought it to the church. You are you are you are confused. You don't understand what's happening. You are deluded. It, actually, the problem was that we took it out of the church. That's what the problem is. <laughs> you know what I'm Where is it meant to be? It's meant to be the church. And when we hear politics, don't we think of the dirty game that they have done? 
like I heard somebody once, he said, when people go to university, they study pool science, but they do not study how to read. They do not study how to use the gun. Since when they come out of university, they now know what it means to read and how to use the gun. I did pool science as an elective. They never taught me about reading. <laughs> yeah, I never taught. If you, read, if, you do, if you look at pool science, it's so straightforward. Political science, it was one of my electives. electives. I remember that course, oh, the, my lecturer who taught me that course, he was such a wonderful lecturer. When he finished teaching you, you will not know, you will not know where he started, you will not know where he ended. You will be confused. He will talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And then, I remember, it was one of my, you know, he was younger than me in the same department. And one day, the same, he, he had finished post as an elective and passed that level. So he came to meet me one day, this guy was at that level, he said, he said, how do I, how do I read this post? <laughs> because <laughs> the lecturer, when he's, when he's teaching you and he's dictating, when he's done teaching and dictating, when you finish listening to him and you finish writing, you are confused. Both the, 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 the lecture note and the dictation, they confuse you. How do I go about it? I say, okay, simple. Just memorize everything in the note and give it back. Because <laughs> I came out with a B in the course. <laughs> See, just memorize everything in the note. <laughs> that she passed me. The guy came back and I forgot that I told him that. He was like, I changed it. You see, can you remember when I told you? <laughs> How do I pass for science? And you told me, just memorize everything in the note and give back to me. See, that was exactly what I did. And I, and I came out. <laughs> I think he came out with a B in the course. <laughs> I can't remember that I gave you such a word of wisdom. <laughs> but, you know, the course was really, very really wonderful. But then, you see, we did not say anything like reading there. We did not say anything like vote buying there. We did not say anything like um, um, threatening people there. We did not say anything like imposing your decision or your choice on people. We did not say anything like using weapons on people. We did not say anything like poverty there. No, they were not inside post. Go and read post science. Go, go, go and read. It's not there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Apple science is as straightforward as that. And with that straightforwardness, we say that we are bringing to the to the altar. That means we are the ones that have lost something. Actually, we took it away from the altar. And that's why the devil now put rigging inside of it, put poggery inside of it, put um, vote by vote by weaponizing, um, um, imposing your decision over people, and then uh, the, the, um, this which haunting people with illegal means, um, using social media to threaten people, using the um, the, the legal authorities, uh, uh, enforcement agents, law enforcement agents to, 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 to intimidate people, using different means of intimidation, all these plenty things, it was put into political science because we took it out of the church and gave it to them, we gave it to the devil. When a landlord sees his house to a tenant, what does he expect the tenant to do? He will use it the way he wants to use it, it also. So the political strength that belongs to the Lord, which he is to us, if we did not give it to the world, would have not been where we are today. Every society that is founded on the principles of the word of God and upholds the word of God enjoys prosperity. I learned of a particular country that has that the ruling party then was a was a the political party that was ruling was a party that was only filled with born-again Christians. 
Born again Christians, highly right and spiritual. But I said the country was experiencing proper prosperity. Are you getting what I'm saying? You say, but that is not possible in every country. I agree with you. But also, we need to understand that we must take back the strength that God gave to us. Yes, we must. He's our strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's our strength. And see, this is the basis of praising God. Why should we praise God? Because we know that He will give us political liberation. He will give us, see, political strength. He has given it to us. We may not realize it, but that is what He has given to us. Can you get what I'm saying? And the earlier we start realizing this, the more our praise will continue. The devil is playing hard, he's playing serious, but you know, he can keep playing this game because the church does not know that he's a tenant that does not even have clothes. Staying that, that, that is trying to stay in a furnished apartment provided by the landlord. And the reason why he can stay is because we have given him room. The Bible says, Give no place to the devil. If we don't give him a room in the apartment, the devil cannot stay. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so, the Lord is our political, our political strength, our political strength. Is a political strength. We must be able to understand this. I know that there are many things happening globally, and I remember during the um, COVID situation, we saw political, political blowers, political, political evils everywhere. I get what I'm saying. We saw it, and people were wondering where, where will the help come from? And then um, it was that time people remember people started singing, we make we began to see the Lord as our political strength then because it was highly politicized highly politicized and let me tell you whether you call it um, politics or you call it um, um, communism they are all influence over people they are all influence over people and they are all political communism uh, which other one again is there democracy um, monarchy, what other key again? Military, every one of them, they are all under politics. Are you getting what I'm saying? And because politics has to do with influencing people, reading people, we must be very sensitive to it. The church must be sensitive to it. You know, it amazes us that in the Bible, the time of the Bible, it was the priest that annoyed the king. It was the priest that positioned the king. Samuel anointed Saul, positioned him. Same Samuel anointed David, positioned him. It was the priest that anointed the king. Are you get what I'm saying? Why? Because the priestly responsibility and the priestly task was actually higher than the kingly task. Are you get what I'm saying? In fact, the king will need a prophet and a priest before he goes to battle. When they, in 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 First Samuel chapter thirty, when they came back to Ziklag and taking them as belong to them, David, you know, had to ask the priest to please give him the, the effort, the Urim and the Turim and the effort, so he can inquire of the Lord. Why? Because without the priestly duty, that priestly there can be no divine leading for the nation. And the reason why a lot of nations are hitting the rocks, a lot of nations are experiencing so many, so many um, uh, accidents, political accidents, because there is no priestly leadership for the nation. A nation that insults their priest and talk down on their priest, they always be hitting the rock. I get what I'm saying. 
we're not saying you have to consult the call them and consult them, you know because i remember the man of god was talking once and he said pastor stop worrying yourself going to meet politicians he said because the same way they are listening to it they are listening to other people so there's nothing special about what you're saying but you see there is a place that we have as the church in directing the affairs of the nations we don't want to realize that place, so we leave we leave politics to the politicians and play church. One day they will play they will play politics and play it on top of the church. When they were doing that kama 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 thing, the church had to rise up with lawyers and started going to defend themselves. But these kind of things can happen because over the years we left politics to the politicians and we were playing church. And even the politicians have been able to hire some kind of people in the church to tell us that we should focus on the church and leave them to continue doing their thing. When you people see all those kind of things, just know that they have been hired. Because the politics does not belong to politicians. The politics belongs to the Lord. And the situated way the Lord had for it in the Old, as seen in the, in the Old Testament was for the priest to what? To anoint the king. When after the, when the, after the 400 years, the period of darkness, we saw that there was it's just when Israel is being and is brave, and then there was a period of a dark, the dark ages, four hundred years where God was no longer speaking to men, and then when they were taken into captivity, and from in captivity in Babylon, that was when the scribes, the um, who were temple priests, that no longer had any temple responsibility again because the temple had been destroyed, and then the people had been taken, the people that they are meant to minister to have been taken. So what did they do? The, this temple priest not look for a new job for themselves and their job became what writing the word scrolls because the scrolls were um and temple was destroyed some of the scrolls were destroyed so they had to rewrite scrolls again are you getting what i'm saying part of this uh, responsibility of writing responsibility of writing scrolls now made priests who were meant to be carrying oblations who were meant to be making it as um, um, uh, atonement for the sins of people and then they were secretaries scribes were not a special set of people they were originally priests ended up becoming secretary. Now, so, over the years of writing, it seems like they forgot their responsibility of what? Oblations, because of the period that had gone. And before you know, their writing ministry now became a political ministry under the present government. And that's why the time of Herod, when, 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 the, Romans took, when the Romans began to rule over the Jews, the time of Herod, um, um, Pilate, and the, and the likes, what happened? They began to use who had, had taken a new job to influence the decisions of the Jews. I hear what I'm saying. They now added another set of them too. And that set was called the Pharisees. The Pharisees were religious leaders that were under the influence of the Roman government. They were, they were, they were in, in strong relationship with the Roman government. They were actually servants of the Roman government. But they were meant to be priests. They were meant to be religious leaders. They were learned in the law. They were very learned in the law. They were meant to be priests. But because of the, the, the political situation surrounding the rule of Rome over Israel, they had to, they had to, um, what do you call it? They had to, um, um, not just, not just submit when you uh, kind of like give away what you, you have to not see it. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the word. It's, when you don't really do kind of you, you have to like give away what belongs to you. You get it. Um, they have to compromise. I don't compromise.
minimize their stance just to be in the good books of the leadership, the Roman leadership. And at the end of the day, their, their leadership responsibility became highly controlled by the Roman government. So they were highly Romanically politicized religious leaders. That's how I see them. They were one, they were one people that Jesus had a few days with. So we see how the scribes their challenge became. We see how we see how the scribes their, they became uh, what they turned into. We see how the Pharisees what they went to. They were, at the end of the day, it was the government that had to control everything about them. So we now saw that the temple was literally controlled by the government. You see, that was why when Paul came to the temple and they were they wanted to stone him, what happened? Some the, the soldiers came out immediately. Are you get what I'm saying? The Roman soldiers came out immediately. Well, it makes you understand that. They were around. They were around the temple also. They were. They were. Even your temple worship was being monitored by soldiers. So even your worship is politicized. These things are not new. They're old. But everything went this bad when Israel stopped allowing. When Israel stopped obeying the Lord. Are you get what I'm saying? It went this bad when they stopped obeying the Lord. Remember where did that where did that problem actually start from? When they came and met Samuel and said, "Saw you." Uh, when they came and met Samuel and said, "Samuel, you are old, and your your sons are not actually working in your footsteps." And they said, "Okay, give us a king so we can be like other nations." Now we must understand something that their problem was not the age of Samuel. Are you getting me? Neither was their problem the behavior of his sons. Their problem was their desire to be like other nations. Simple, and it was a political. It was a twisted political desire. When power is twisted, it causes a lot of challenges. They wanted to be like God, and they went forward to tell somebody so that we can go to war like God. And what kind of mind, mentally delayed people are those? You see, may, may our fathers not give us problems. See, look at the youth in, in our nation today. They are fighting. They are telling. They are telling our fathers. You people kept your hands folded. You kept quiet and allow the situation get this deplorable. But we. We will not allow it to get the problem in our time. We will fight for our generation. NSAS movement, they killed youth. See, youth, they came out, they brutalized them. They are still fighting for their votes. Why? Because if you look down the line, you discover that fathers food they are, what do we do? Every day they complain, the country is getting worse. But what do we do? So long as we are seeing some small food to it, we manage. It, it must, in my presence, where pensioners are coming to collect pension, and you see them, they will stay on queue. People that suffer to serve the nation. We now suffer to receive the benefits of serving the nation. They will stay on queue under the also. That is a, a, deep, a, a, a leadership that kills his elders. The Bible says, honor your father and mother so that your days may be long. If you kill your elders, how do you want to live long? And at the end of the day, you see some of them dying on the queue. Old people with ailing health, they are dying on the queue. Because of some satanically controlled political systems. You know, and so young people now say no, they will not allow their children to suffer what they have suffered. We thank God for the young ones that are sticking, sticking their necks out. I know that the Lord will intervene. Why? Because this politics does not belong to the devil. And nobody can tell me any nonsense. It is no God's desire for us to be suffering the way we are suffering. Never. Never. Come on. Even the Lord loves the sinner. And not his dear that the sinner will perish. Then you now say this is this is the will of God for us as a country. For what nonsense? It's a lie. It's a lie. I can't accept that. You know what annoys me? Christians will come out and they'll say, God loves you the way you are. God wants the best for you. 
Then they now go out and say, God wants us to be suffering in a situation like this. What kind of confusion, schizo, Babel, Babel, that's Babel. So God loves me. Okay, so the only reason why God loves me is that I will go to heaven. No problem. So when he gets me born again, she don't kill me, so I'll go straight. Why should he love me? Get me saved. And then now give me suffering and torture as leaders, as political leaders. That's not the God he says. I cannot say. So they folded their hands. But now the young ones say they are gonna they are not gonna fold their hands. And we trust God that the more we keep crying and calling on the Lord, we'll see a change. But now, what am I trying to say? Back to where we are. The, the, the prime of Israel was not Samuel, neither was his son. It was their wrong desire. We want to be like other nations. So we'll go to war and we'll come back. And God's desire for Israel was not for Israel to be a warring nation. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was not for Israel to be a warring nation. After Israel had won their wars in the book of Joshua. Are you getting what I'm saying? Joshua had killed 31 kings back to back. Caleb came and killed him. After those wars, God said, okay now. The Bible says in the book of Exodus, in Joshua chapter 14, it says after Joshua had gotten the land Hebron, the land experienced what? Rest. God's desire for Israel from then was rest. Rest. No more wars. No more wars. But when you have foolish fathers, when you have foolish leaders, when you have, when you have satanic, satanically manipulated political leaders, they will give you trouble where there's no trouble. How do you know a, how do you know a, a satanically manipulated leader? How do you know a foolish leader? A leader that will sit down and will be healthy and will be looking for trouble. When there's no trouble, you'll be looking for trouble. And then they start bumping your nation. They start killing your people. And then you're crying and crying. But you're the one looking, you're the one heady. Leaders that look for trouble when there's no trouble, they're foolish leaders. They're politically foolish. God has given them victory over 31 nations. All the nations, God, God has given them dominion over the nations in the land of Canaan. If Israel are just enjoying, chosen to keep serving the Lord that Joshua said, choose you the way you said. If they are chosen to keep serving the Lord, God would have just be giving them peace and they will be enjoying their life and going. But what prompted those, all, those men in, in the book of Samuel to come and say, we want to be like other nations? That was where their problem started. And God said, alright, no problem. Give them the king. But this is what their king would do to them. He would, t- he would recruit their sons into military. She says, this is military they want. God wanted to be their Jehovah's Sabbath, their military squad. God, you see, I know sometimes I know I could be it's difficult trusting God most of the time. When God says, I want to be your all and I want to be your all sufficiency, you feel like, no, God, I need something in the bank account. No, God, I need, I need, I need to get involved. When God says, no, I want to be your all. And that's what was happening to those foolish political leaders that led them then. Those leaders that came up to me somewhere. God, they said, no, God cannot just do our honor. What if something happens? What if there's an emergency? What if the nation rises up against them? But you have forgotten that the God, you see, the God who made Joshua and his, and his people kill the uh, 31 kings, are you going to understand? Is the same, same God that can bring brimstone. He can bring hail. He, you forgot that in Egypt he brought lice, he brought flies, he brought flo- frogs, he brought um, 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 darkness, he brought um, um, uh, what, uh, what, what is it he bring? Swam, so, yeah? He brought boils, throwing their water to blood. Just then, finally, the messenger of death passed. That God that used all those, all those hosts to fight for you, if he says. Adonai, Exodus 14 verse 14, Adonai shall do battle for you. Just calm yourself down. What you should do is calm yourself down. 
when the battle is raging against you, he knows what to do. He knows what to do. But they say you want to be like other nations. That's what they are playing with Psalm. And they, God said, okay, you are going to be like other nations. But it will come at a cost. And that was when they started battles that you would have prevented for the rest of their life. See me, I don't like battles. So, so if God prevents battle for me, I will enjoy the no battle. That's when they started battles that would have prevented for the rest of their life. And so it transcended. The, the, the attitude of disobedience kept on modifying itself until they had to come to a point where even their spiritual leadership had to be politicized. What they experienced is what they experienced is still what we are experiencing. There are many of our spiritual leaders who have been highly politicized. Highly politicized. They have they have they have they have compromised their spirituality. They have they have ceded their spiritual authority. They have traded their position of authority spiritually. They have Traded their influence and their political power that God has given to them to the kingdom of darkness. So the kingdom of darkness can use them for their bidding. They can tell them when to talk and when not to talk. They can tell them how to talk and how not to talk. But from the beginning, it was not so. God from the beginning, Bible said, Blessed is the people who the Lord God is their God. And that was who the Lord is their king. Now the second thing we need to understand there was that God never intended that. The children of Israel would not have a physical game because Samuel was growing old. God knew that his children would, were not following his death. So God was preparing a David. But the David was not yet ready. And we need to understand something also. God was preparing a shepherd. Are you getting me? Not a warrior. But because the people needed a warrior, God now had to metamorphose a shepherd into a warrior. He was killing bears and killing, um, what they call it, lions. He killed a bear, he killed a lion. Beautiful, I get what I'm saying. But not the use of the sword. He would have been able to lead the people like a sheep, like a shepherd. Beautifully, I get what I'm saying. But eventually, the armies came to look for trouble. God would have known how to still make him use the slingshot and the staff in a more bigger way. To destroy the, uh, the, the the armies, you understand what I'm saying? It could be that the same way God told Moses stretch forth your rod over the reds, over the over the waters, and the waters of Egypt turn into blood. God would have told me that's your shepherd stand, stretch it like this, do it like this, and as he's doing like this, they are falling. Wow, that would be wonderful. God will still get you involved, but He will do all of, He will do he, he will do it through you. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now bringing a warrior into the picture, that was not the original picture, it was a shepherd. But their desire for a king, God gave them an interim king, but he had to now develop this shepherd into a warrior because of him. See, there are some needs of the people, there are political needs that could develop something out of you that is not meant to be initially. That's what is happening in society today. The political needs of the people, the political demand of you is making many people become who they were not before. And that's what happened to David. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now, back to the beginning, God wanted political leadership to be on the grounds of his way, not the way of the people. And so long as people would understand this, then people will have God to be their leader. Then, priests will keep ordaining kings. Priests will keep leading the people. God will keep raising leaders for the people. That is on us. But it's that process. Even in Jeremiah, I'll give you pastors after my own heart, I'll feed you with knowledge and understanding. Look at today in the church. How many people want pastors after the heart of God? People don't, you see, so let's leave this matter, this political matter, this leadership matter is a, is a matter that humanity has 
This thing is especially easy as fit for ourselves. I'll give you patterns of after my own heart. Who will teach you feed you with wisdom and I've been teaching the word of God for many years. I've seen that people do not want pastors after the heart of God. They don't want people that will teach them, feed them with wisdom and knowledge. They want people that will feed them with anything other than wisdom and knowledge. That's what they want. That's what they want. Come and tell us stories. Come and do gymnastics and drama for us. Come and show show up for us. But for wisdom and knowledge, don't give it to us. Come and come and talk about us on the altar. But don't give us wisdom and knowledge. So we can see it's all it's all messed up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because we lost it somewhere. Political power belongs to God. Political strength belongs to God. And that is who God is for us. When we realize that God is our political strength, you know what? We begin to praise Him for our political strength. For Him being our political strength. You know what that will do for us? It will make us, even though we are in a messed up political environment, just like someone like me now, how much can I do? You know what I'm saying? When I can start praising God for being my political strength, and I'll begin to see that even though the political environment is not favorable for me on a larger scale, God can still make me enjoy his political cover in the unfavorable environment. Now, as we begin to do this as a church, what will happen? We begin to gain more consciousness of God's political strength over our lives. And now that will now begin to make us understand where the role we have to play in seeing this political strength of God manifest on the earth. The Bible speaking, he says, I'm talking about Jesus. Um, uh, until the child is born, until the son is given, he says, uh, 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 and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Shoulder there symbolizes what? It symbolizes leadership. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when I check the meaning of the word government there in the original Hebrew, it talks about government. 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 Literal political government. Are you getting what I'm saying? So yes, but he came and he did not come to a physical government. Are you getting what I'm saying? But his influence over people, he was a government on his own. That he wanted the people making king and he had to run away. The government is a literal government, is a is a political government which entails leadership and directing people. When he fed five thousand, they say, man, this is the kind of king we are looking for. The king will be sharing bread every day, sharing food every day, food sharing food. And Jesus said, ah, uh-uh, even if free, sir, nothing is free. <laughs> Jesus said, I didn't come to be sharing food for you every day. I didn't come to be sharing food for you every day. This was because of the situation. Everything free. Jesus said, it doesn't work like that. He said, that's why you want to follow me, you can't be constant. It's not free, sir. <laughs> Pick up your cross and follow me. So before he started making things, he said, no, I didn't come to steal everything free for you. Nothing is free. Everything comes at the cost. Even salvation came at the cost of, Je- uh, of Jesus, to the Father. You know what I'm saying? So the more we praise God, political leadership of us who see it manifest in our lives as individuals. Then as a corporate body we begin to see it manifest because the more we thank God and my family, I thank God for his political leadership over me. I praise him for his political leadership over me and my family. The Iron family, another family does the same thing. Another family before you know every family in church by whom the by by, by uh, that are named after the Lord we begin to praise God. You know what's gonna happen? We begin to see God as our political leader. As individual families and as a corporate family, then when we come together, we will now begin to see that the leaders that are leading us as a corporate um, body, which is maybe as a denomination, they will begin to what? Behave as God will behave. Because we are praising God for political leadership, it must manifest. Because even the leader is behaving as God behaves. I know what will happen. 
in no time we begin to see that the church will begin to lead politically the way God wants the church to lead. And when that happens, you know what happens? The mountain of the Lord starts and gets something above every other mountain. And what happens next? The Bible says, All nations will come unto it. It begins with us knowing that politics belongs to God. Politics is owned by God. Politics is God's design, it's God's system of leadership for man to man here on earth. It is man, God's way of making man lead man. It is God's way of making man, uh, uh, um, show man what he looks like more. And based on that, if, if, if we understand this truth, we can also now see that since he's the owner of it, he's the one that also leads us best. He's our political leader. And once we begin to see he's our political leader, and we begin to thank him and praise him for that. In no time, the church will begin to manifest the fullness of God's political leadership. Then they'll begin to come and ask us, how are you people doing it? You know, a man of God says something once, a university in the U.S., uh, I think was in the U.S., Harvard University or who, I can't remember, they came to meet them and they asked them, how are you people doing this thing? How are you people doing this thing? And he was like, how can I explain it to them? How can I understand covenant? How can I explain covenant practice to them? And yes, they are still doing things that are intimidating governments. It was that serious that a particular governor said that they should be showing receipt of their tithe, of their offering and tithe every service. And he said, the man of God said, no problem. They will soon start me to show them the soup that my wife is cooking. All the drama, all those plenty, plenty drama, it is simply because they cannot explain the political influence. They cannot explain, you know, um, Dr. Miles, one of the blessed memory said, when he was a teenager, he, he was running a, a fellowship and was preaching and was um, leading about a thousand youths in the Bahamas, in his country. He said, and then one day his president heard about what he was doing. And the president called him and said, I have heard of what you are doing. I like what you are doing. He said, he doesn't like politicians. He's like, from childhood, he hated politicians. He said, and he said, oh, fine. And the president said, I want to come and visit your fellowship. He said, I don't come back. <laughs> He said, don't come. I don't come. I don't need to come. So he did like politicians. You know, when you suffer in a country, are you getting what I'm saying? You will just hate politicians now. He said, don't come. And the man said, no. I'm not coming for any special, you understand what I'm saying, recognition. I just want to come to fellowship with you. He said, sir, don't come to fellowship with us. He didn't, he didn't like politicians, seriously. And so, he said, on the, the president came in unannounced. Since he told him not to come, he didn't come with sight, he didn't come with anything, he just came unannounced. As he came to the fellowship, like he stood at the back, he didn't even notice president said, when he finished the fellowship, president called him and said, Mouse, you are more powerful than me in this nation. <laughs> you are more powerful than me in this nation. what do you mean by that? He said, you, as small as you are, leading a thousand youth, standing and teaching to them and to it. So you are more powerful than me in this nation. I think it was the president who was even paid for his um, scholarship to school abroad. Even the president had to recognize what a young boy was doing and was happy with it. And you get what I'm saying? We will begin to see, we will begin to see the political power of God manifested in the church. Nations will begin to come to us and say, show us how to run our nation. Show us how to run our nation. You see, all this, all 
all these things they are doing, they say it's political science. It's not. They say it's, it's not politics. Even if I told you both sides is not there. It's not there. You understand know something? It's not politics. It's not politics. It's not politics. But you see, as we keep praising God for Him being our political strength as a church, we will see Isaiah come to pass. The mountain of the Lord has to be exalted. See, they will come and ask us, show us the way. How are you doing it? How are you doing it? How can you have... See, when I hear testimonies of, you know, um, a particular man of God who says they have over 30,000 employees in their payroll and no one month have they skipped salary. Come on, come on. How many government professors have that? I get what I'm saying. Woman, woman, how many have that? When I hear that comment, people will say what they have to say. See, my brother, you see, in life, eh, I've learned to appreciate good things. <laughs> because if you don't appreciate good things, good will not come your way. God may not have called me to have that kind of big establishment, but uh, if somebody in the church has it, let me celebrate that person. I'd rather celebrate a person in the church that has it than go and use somebody in the world as my specimen. Nonsense. I don't do that. Don't do that. If somebody, if the and he said the organization is running smoothly, nobody under any pressure, under any tension, sir, you can say what you have to say concerning him, but say I like that good thing, I like it. If me, I cannot employ thirty thousand people. Let me be able to take care of the ones that God has put under my care. Uh huh. Yes, yes. Let me do it. God has put under my care. How many local government, how many state governments can have that kind of salary, uh, staff strength, and they can say? For since inception, they have never owed salary. Some of them have backlog of non payment of salary for 15 years. <laughs> Some of them will start threatening next month, they will no salary. But if God can do that, ah, come on, He can do it for one, He can do it for all. Because we need to start celebrating God as our political leader. We need to start celebrating God that God is our leader. And this politics, this leadership is what he has given to us. And because of that, we will see it manifest in the church. And we will see the nations of the in our lifetime. We will see the nations of the come and ask us how we are doing it. They will come and ask us. But the secret of seeing this happen is praising him for being our strength. For being our political strength. Our leader. For praising him for being the one who leads us. As a result of that, we can lead. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Rise up on your feet and let's begin to praise the Lord for being our political strength. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 33 Swift Code, M. 
B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana, you can send to account number 033254551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. OR, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.